Hey guys, on this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we're going to give you the scoop on a new series called Black Girl Magic, as well as Nick Cannon's new show. And then in the spotlight, we're going to honor Deidre Govan, a costume and production designer with over 20 years in the game. And then for spoiler alert, we're talking about um, Yvette Nicole Brown's Always a Bridesmaid Mm -hmm. and BET Plus Will Packer's production, Bigger. Bigger. All right, guys, stay tuned. Black and Behind the Scenes is up next. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. Hey, Brittany, what's been going on? Um, Nothing much. You know, same thing every week that's going mm-hmm. on. I took the day off. Um, nice. Just for a relaxing me day. Nice. Well needed. You know, Absolutely. I got a pedicure and slept. Oh. You know, thought about some things. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. The end of the year is approaching. It How is. are you doing? How was your birthday? It was nice. Real chill. I took that Monday. My birthday was on a Tuesday, so I took that Monday and Tuesday off. So I was nice. just chilling the whole time. Um, Monday, I had to go get my registration done for my car or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I, Aaron, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. being an adult, things you got to do. Right. But for the most part, it was cool. It was real chill. Um, I got together with my um, three favorite guys, my best friend, mm-hmm. my brother, and my boyfriend. So, okay. Yeah, we so. hung out. Yeah, we went to get drinks and stuff together. And, yeah, and I went to a spa Sunday. So, Ooh. I can't complain. That sounds nice. Yeah. Well, again, happy belated birthday. Thank you, ma'am. What's going on in the industry? All right, guys, it's time for the industry rundown. According to Variety, NBC is developing a comedy series entitled Black Girl Magic with Gabrielle Union as an executive producer. The project will follow three estranged sisters who learn a mysterious secret about their family history that changes their lives and brings them back to the magical world of New Orleans. So, yeah. That sounds really dope. You know, Gabrielle Union has her own production company called um, I'll Have Another. Mm -hmm. And I really like this idea of... um, it's called Black Girl Magic, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. there's some um, witch and Sci-fi. voodoo and some stuff going yeah. on. And this is the type of original programming that I've been looking for. Absolutely. This is like the stuff that we, we've been craving, right? Something exactly. new, fresh, and just by new faces. And although we do know Gabrielle, but she is the executive producer on the show. But having new stories being told is pretty right. cool. Love right. it. Cool. All right, guys, the next story up is Nick Cannon is has inked a deal with Deb Marr Mercury to host and produce his own talk show. So I don't know if you guys remember over the summer or I believe when Wendy Williams took her hiatus. Yes. Nick Cannon filled in for her for a few shows. And I guess he did um, pretty well that he's been picked up for his own talk show. Um, he did really. He did do really good. He's on- very animated and he's he a good host. He is. He's very entertaining. Very entertaining. And I wish that I liked his um, podcast or his series that he has on Howard University. Um, oh, I don't know. Called Cannon's Class. Because oh. you know he goes to Howard. Yeah, I do know that. I didn't know. Yeah. So he has a podcast? I think it's like a, a web 
thing. Maybe it's like a web series or something, but it's on YouTube and it's called Canon's Class. And he interviews people. Hmm. Um, students? No, not just students, just um, educators oh. or activists and, you know, in the community. Hmm. Just really inspirational people. And I wish that that was a show that was picked up mainstream, you know, that's, hmm. you know, pretty Don't cool. Don't hold but, your breath. Yeah, I know. <laughs> too black, too, too, too black. Yeah, I mean, I think. For the mainstream. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think people see him as a host. Uh, um, you know, of course he did America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. He is doing um, um, The Mass the Singer. The Mass Singer, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, he did really well when he filled in for Wendy Williams. So yeah. it's just a natural fit for him it to is. have. Um, his own talk show and who's mm-hmm. to, to say that he won't have those type of guests on his show he's also true. Uh, in my opinion uh, can't be radical in, oh, his, yeah. in mm-hmm. his thoughts you know he had yeah. the whole controversy um, between him and NBC mm-hmm. which is why he left America's Got Talent so who knows I mean it could have a, a little bit of those elements that you're looking for that is true yeah. that is very true well congratulations to him absolutely and we'll look forward to watching the show um, next up, guys, we have media mogul Bryson Allen buys 11 TV stations for $290 million. So according to The Wrap, Allen is one, has been on a buying spree in recent years, building a portfolio of film and television companies. In addition to producing and distributing films and television shows, with 64 shows currently on air, he owns nine 24-hour HD television networks now serving 160 million subscribers, including the Weather Channel Network and streaming service Local Now. So, guys, we've been following him for a Mm -hmm. while, um, Mm -hmm. and we gave you guys the update that um, that he did buy the Weather Channel recently last year when we reported it, I think. And he's just been out here buying things up. <laughs> just snatching them. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is a black man mm-hmm. who has a lot, I would say billions of yeah. dollars at oh, this point. Um, yeah. Doing it, and doing it the right way, you know? Like, if you're going to, you know, make this kind of money or have this kind of money, invested in things that you know are going to be, you know, it, a great outcome with it like the weather channel everybody's going to need the, everybody has the app and i believe that's through the weather channel that has mm-hmm. the updates and local um weather for your area just be smart about your investments and i think that's what he's doing so yeah and i don't really see him on his his um purchases mm-hmm. they're not like he's um purchasing them and turning them in black Right. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to to continue on with the same programming mm-hmm. that they have been doing. Right. Um, but he's just collecting the coins. Oh yeah, from, definitely. From all of that, Ownership so. of distribution of what is what we are key and are all preaching that we have on this show is you know, it's great to have the content, yeah. but we need to own it also. Yeah, well but you know what in distribution Allen, I would like to see you put some people on now definitely okay. that's the next now that's, that's the next that's what i'm gonna yeah. be looking at him now to see how he's mm-hmm. helping people yeah out mm-hmm. you know what kind of content he's pushing on his shows or mm-hmm. i mean i know that's not quote-unquote anything that he would be particularly worried about right but I'm, I'm looking to see if he includes some diversity at the top of his networks We'll see. Because a lot of times when you do look at some of the networks and you think that they're one way, but it's something completely different when exactly. you get down to the nitty gritty. Exactly. Because, you know, we've been there, seen that stuff. Mm-hmm. We know <laughs> Not naming any names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what else? 
right, guys. Um, so according to a report from Deadline, Trevor Noah will be developing an on-the-road comedy series for a mobile platform, Quibi. Okay. Um, Trevor's show will be a comedy series for Quibi that gives viewers an unprecedented peek at the comedian's interactions with the people he meets and places he visits while he's on tour um, from far corners of the country and beyond. So the reason why I picked this story to talk about, because I'd never heard of Quibi before. Mm -mm. So for those of us who are just now learning about Quibi, according to Vulture, Quibi is a mobile-centric, short-form streaming video platform founded by former Disney and DreamWorks chief Jeffrey Kinzenberg. Trevor Noah is not the only celebrity signed up to produce and star in content for Quibi. Kevin Hart has a comedy series coming out on there. Hmm. Chrissy Teigen, Idris Alba, Tyra Banks, and what? Jennifer Lopez are starring un- are starring in unscripted shows. Look at your face. <laughs> what your face says? It. Yeah, that's what had me intrigued on it. So okay, so is it just like following celebrities around? No, 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 no. I think it's both. I think it's one is going to be scripted and unscripted, uh, you know, kind mm-hmm. of content. So Quibi is going to be a mobile only, you know, platform. Right. So this is kind of playing into this whole five G network situation that Mm. is going to come about with a lot of the cell phones Mm -hmm. and being able to download content quickly on the go and when you're on you know commuting home you're able to watch content on your your devices either tablets or phones so this is what that this kind of um device or what this app is going to cater to commuters and people on the go Hmm. and so they're developing content specifically for that so i think it will be undocumented you know um document documentary content and scripted so both in short form. So I'm and thinking so, thirty minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And so people are, these celebrities are signing up for their own programming on this. Yeah, for a show. Either they picked up a show, or you know they have um, mm-hmm. agreed to star in a show for this mobile device. Interesting, and yeah. I'm wondering how much that will cost someone a month. Right. Yeah. Going back to this price point and these structures and these streaming wars and things like that. I mean, I think it's all I don't know. I don't know where this this bubble is going to burst or where this is going to head. But um, I don't. Yeah. Well, I would say this. If, if you're interested or you want to put your own content out there in the world, mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping you from doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. The, the the floodgates are open, guys. Like, you can definitely, you know, build an audience and get your content out there. I think it's definitely the time to really be as creative as you want to be today. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the industry rundown, guys. That's it? Oh, wow. That was short, simple, and sweet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Innovative, creative, overall black excellence. It's time for the spotlight. Today, we're going to honor Deirdre Govan, costume and production designer for film and television. She's been in the game for nearly 20 years. Um, She has been uh, part of some of your favorite films, or maybe not some of your favorite films, some of mine. Um, She's been on Boots Riley's. Sorry to bother you. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yes. What were those earrings? Fuck off. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. I want those. <laughs> um, also, The Sun is also a star with Yari Shahidi, directed by Tracy Oliver. Um, she also uh, had her hands in Netflix's Roxanne Roxanne. Mm-hmm. 
And now yeah. currently she's working on the reboot of the L Word generation that's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And then also BET plus the First Wives Club. Mm-hmm. You know, she has her multiple degrees. Okay. She got a BFA and a BA from the Parsons School of Design prestigious institution um, and then also has a master's in interior design from Pratt Institute. Um, So in addition to her um, doing costuming and production design on film and TV, she also designs visual experiments or environments for museums and you can currently see her work at the Legacy Museum in Montgomery, Alabama. And I just wanted to highlight, you know, someone who was not a writer or director because costume design, production design, set design, they're important parts of the film or the TV viewing experience, should Mm -hmm. I say. Um, It's a role that's often often overlooked and Mm -hmm. and, um, one that's not glamorous or gets a lot of praise. But when you think about um, your own clothing and how you decorate your home right. and what you decide to put on in the morning and how mm-hmm. you choose items that you purchase to represent you, mm-hmm. to reflect your character. The same thing goes for any film or television character, like what they have on, mm-hmm. what they are wearing, what their set is around them says a lot about character development. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it's often underappreciated, but those who do it well really take the time to work with DPs, to work with the writers, to producers, the set mm-hmm. designers, hair and makeup, to really bring forth um, elements and nuances of a character that you wouldn't have necessarily picked up on. So. Mm-hmm. Kudos to Miss Deidre. Um, she's been in the game, still doing her magic. And we're excited to um, see what she's going to do on the First Wives Club and the L Word. Nice. Fantastic. That was a wonderful spotlight. I mean, I know in my career when I actually worked um, on one of the projects for the African American History and Culture Museum, one of the interactives, I had the pleasure of kind of taking the characters that we were going to have in the interactive and kind of giving them an idea of what their wardrobe would look like or what, Mm -hmm. you know, that would, you know, be. And then we had a wardrobe stylist come in and find those items and kind of, you know, put the whole look together itself, Mm -hmm. Um, whether because it was a period piece. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just pulled together some of the pieces or the images from that time period and said okay this person is a school teacher so she should look something like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. and this so it's, it's it's a pretty cool job to have I can only imagine what she does to the extent of what she does mm-hmm. and I only had like a, a small taste of that right. you know dipping my toe mm-hmm. in and I had a lot of fun doing it right so um kudos to her and it's funny because sometimes when I'm looking at series or a show actually the show first wives clubs that she recently did I'm just like the fashions, right? Like that coat Jill Scott had on, like the fur. I was like, I love it. Like, who mm. is doing this? Like, mm-hmm. it's just so bold and beautiful, and the characters, like how their clothing matches their personalities and what they go through. So, I really appreciate, you know, that job and what what it entails. And yeah, yeah. and uh, again, you know, because part of the podcast, what our goal is to um, educate and mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, bring you knowledge that you would have otherwise considered. So if you are in all interested in fashion, mm-hmm. um, this is just another avenue for you to um, bring your fashion design into the world. You know, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to go be a stylist 
um, to 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 bring forth your vision. You know, absolutely. Costume design is, and production design it's mm. a fabulous career. It is in film and TV. Yes. Um, and it depends on where you, you where you go. It can be a lucrative one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Absolutely. Remember Ruthie Carter? She got that Oscar. So yes, I'm she just did. saying. All that Black Panther magic she made. <laughs> I'm just saying. All think, that magic. Consider multiple careers in the industry other mm-hmm. than writer, camera op, yada, yada. Actress, you know? et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. definitely broad. So that fantastic spotlight, Brittany. Great. Yay, great. <laughs> Guys, now it's time for the <laughs> So today, what am I going to talk about? I think I'm going to hit up uh, two things. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to talk about Always a Bridesmaid. Okay, awesome. So Always a Bridesmaid is a movie that um, is written by... Um, Yvette Nicole Brown, director Trey Haley. Um, You may not know him. um, He may not be a household name. But if you've seen any of your favorite straight-to-DVD black movies as the family business on BET, well, that's on BET, or The Man in 3B or The Preacher's Son um, and another slew of straight-to-DVD movies, He's probably been the director of that film. And um, really, that was no shade. I promise you, that was no shade in saying that. Um, but Always a Bridesmaids is about Karina. Um, she is a bridesmaid in, in several weddings. Um, she's someone who's always been there for her friends, always been there for her family, very involved in her career, and just doesn't take the time out to date or consider love or marriage and then she re-enters the um, dating scene and now she's wondering how love and marriage can coexist in her future Hmm. um the cast is javicia leslie who is a dmv um native oh nice yeah so i know her from her work from um black and sexy's content um several of their shows she she's been on there as a character, Mo, um, another character, Mark, is played by Jordan Calloway. That's her love interest. And we know him from Khalil from Black Lighting. Uh-huh. Um, Richard Lawson is also in here. And he plays her father. Oh, you bet nice. Nicole Brown is in here. She play, plays her pastor. Um, so fun factoid. Yvette Nicole Brown wrote this script about 20 years ago with herself in mind to play the lead character. Mm. But by the time the movie got made, she had aged out of the role and she um, um, changed her character to the preacher in the film. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. So it premiered in BT like this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, the network premiere of it. It's also been doing the film festival circuit. It's also um, been showing in a couple of theaters. So I would oh, encourage cool. you if you're interested in this film to go and look for it. Um, my thoughts on the film. Did you see it? I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. Okay. I swear. I was looking on the app. I was looking on BT's app. I was looking on 
Daps, because that's where I'm at. Daps. <laughs> um, and I could not find it anywhere. Yeah. It wasn't on BET Plus? No. Nope. Interesting. No. Mm. At least when I looked this past week, this past couple days, because I was like, I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna find- mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a cute movie. It's something that you would expect to see on Lifetime. I was not blown oh, away okay. by any of it. Um, mm-hmm. Not the acting, unfortunately, not the writing, not the story. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, the fact that she wrote this 20 years ago with her in mind mm-hmm. um, tells me a lot about the film because oh. it's like we've seen this story before about a young black woman so involved in her, her work career. and doing things for other people that she neglects herself. She neglects dating. And then in, when she realizes, oh, I need a man, dating becomes like a comical struggle. You know, that narrative has been done to mm-hmm. death. And what they tried to do was play it into a, um, a millennial generational thing, right? But it just didn't work out because the movie starts out with saying millennials are not interested in getting married, which they are and they are not. Millennials are getting married at later later in, in life. Their life. Yeah, I don't know about not at all. Well, like, well, later in life. Yeah, and so that is supported by facts. I just found it to be crazy that this lady she's 29 she's been in 14 weddings as a bridesmaid that's goddamn ridiculous yeah for a 29 year old to have been a bridesmaid in 14 14 weddings and then for her herself to be concerned about marriage at 29 it just didn't correlate with what millennials are focused on yeah it just it just didn't work i mean Mm. What person, first of all, what person attends 14 weddings from college to maybe white people? Yeah, because they had that movie, what was it? Um, 30 dresses or 20, 27. 27 dresses or something like that? Or But that was years ago. You that know was what I'm years saying? ago. So like, Today? even then. No, I don't yeah. see that. No. It's just not going to work. And not at the age gap. Like, I could see if maybe if the main character was older. Maybe she was 35. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But 29, you're still trying to figure out yourself. You're not yeah. You're not concerned about getting married. No, I don't think so. Yeah. At least so, I don't know any. So, I do have a question. So, was, like, Tinder or, you know, a dating app involved in the movie? It and was. any kind of play a critical part in that? Well, so her friends, like, put her on a dating app, and she wasn't into it. She just felt like it was desperate. And, and that's another thing. Like, that millennials no, don't. That's, like, the I norm. I mean, some millennials probably think this way, but most of them, like, a dating app is nothing. It's, like, scrolling right. through Instagram. Most people are on there for fun, for hookups. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, it just didn't. That doesn't make sense. Didn't I can see, again, if she was 35, she may feel that way, but not 29. Not right. today. No. Right. Please. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that. But I, okay. I did wanted to highlight it because I personally love um, Yvette Nicole Brown. I, she just seems like one of those people that you, if you meet her, you're going to genuinely be um, uh, affected by her, you know, vivaciousness. Mm-hmm. She seems like a genuine person. And if I would have known her, I probably would really like her. But I just did not like this film. I'm you know, sorry. this kind of gives me the um, what what was it that hair one with Sanaa Lathan that we reviewed? 
that came oh, out because um, it's giving me that kind of vibes where it was written years Napoli ago Napoli Ever After Napoli Ever After where it was written the book in the 90s and they finally got it made in you know what a year or so ago and it just didn't add up right. of the characters correlation yeah. with natural hair and how women feel about that today it just yeah it just yeah. didn't yeah, it missed the mark with that. So it gives me that kind of vibes. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if you guys are interested, please go check it out. Absolutely. If you like rom-coms, right? It's a rom-com. Okay, It yeah. definitely is okay. a rom-com with a black cast. Nice. Um, And so our next one I want to talk about is BET Plus um, and their show, Bigger. Yes. So Bigger is a Will Packer production. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a comedy that stars five fresh face actors playing college friends now struggling in their thirties with life and love living in Atlanta. Yes. The creator of that show is Felicia Mary, which mm-hmm. we highlighted and interviewed yes. on this podcast before. Can't believe it. Yeah, Fantastic. I know. And she did drop that gem that she was, she had she this did. project. And so we are beyond thrilled. Yeah. Um, so you guys got to listen for our exclusives because they're they here. Yeah. Like, so they are if here. you have not heard that episode, I would encourage you to, Go and listen to that interview we did with Felicia mm-hmm. um, as she talked about her uh, career experience as a writer and mm-hmm. um, her experience as a black woman in the industry, period. Right. Um, I, I really encourage you to go do that. Mm-hmm. But um, back to the show, it's the showrunner is Devon Shepard. Mm-hmm. He's a producer, writer. His credits include um, EVP for The Neighborhood on CBS, Being Mary Jane, House of Lies, Soul Man. Um, he's been also in the in- industry for close to um, 20 years as Fantastic. well um, doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast, like I said, a bunch of fresh faces. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't know them by name. Um, we have... Um, Tanisha Long, she plays the main character, Lane. Mm-hmm. Angel Conwell plays Veronica. But you do know Veronica. Y'all know Veronica yeah. because um, Angel Conwell has, yo, she's been acting for 20 years. She's 35, 36. Um, so she has been on Moesha. She was in Baby Boy, she was in The Wash, she was on The Yeah, that's the my Worthless. girl. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, that's my girl from The Wash. Yeah, yes. she Love was um, on a series, um, her and her ex-husband, Omar Gooding, had a series on Bounce TV called Family Time or something like that. Okay. Just recently. Nice. So she's been steady in this thing, okay? And she mm. looks good. She She does. looks the same. Her she black does. ain't cracking. She's gorgeous. She still looks the All same. All the ladies are gorgeous, but I, I, yeah, she, she's gorgeous. Yes, yeah. love her. Um, so who else? We have Rashida Crockett plays Tracy. Mm-hmm. Tristan Winger plays Vince. Mm-hmm. You know Vince, you guys, as Thug Yoda on Insecure. Yeah, you remember he was the oh. one who was like, um, I want to get some Blorox bleach. He's the one what? who has a daughter. And it's a, and <gasps> You're it's a, lying! Yes. No, that's him? Yes. I did not recognize and him. And Issa's building the thug. Oh, I a, love yes. him. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, so no, he plays Vince, um, Vince in this show. And then he looks short on Insecure. He, For whatever reason, he looks really short and insecure, and on bigger, he looks tall. No, he does not. Well, he doesn't look as short 
am bigger than insecure because I could. I swear I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, it's him. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <you're good. laughs> this blew my mind. And so then the last character is, is Chase Anthony. He plays Dion. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this show is exclusively on BET Plus. Yes. The first three episodes drop, and then the remaining seven will air weekly mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. Um, and we called that we did yeah um and and just an update in case you guys haven't subscribed to BET plus I did I know I personally mm-hmm. did same um and Swinette did as well it is $9.99 per yes. month yes yes it is it is $9.99 per month yes mm. yeah I'm not too excited about that me neither plan, that's but you, you know, know what whatever yeah okay Nine ninety nine per month I think it's worth <laughs> it because you know what I am a huge fan of bigger me too yeah. i love it i love it and i'm happy i love it because I think, yeah. I, this is what i've been looking for for content like you cannot you hit the nail on the head with this show like they really did a great job with this show yeah i think it's it's funny it's fresh it's mm-hmm. relatable yes for me because as someone on the brink of 35 i can relate to mm-hmm. those struggles like okay it's that um that um shoot I want to say a word but I don't know the word but it's the struggle between like okay so you had all these dreams and stuff that you wanted to do in your 20s and Mm -hmm. you have two groups of people people who either realize those dreams and put their plans into fruition and into action and then those people who kind of just like bs and thought they had time and then they realized at 35 and they're like oh shoot I ain't got time let me get up and do something I wonder which category I fall in. Hmm. So I feel like, like I said, as someone in their early 30s, this show was relatable to me. You know, none of the characters are married or um, have children. Mm -mm. They're college educated. Mm -hmm. Successful in their careers. They're successful in their careers. They're they're out on the scene, on the Mm -hmm. social scene. Um, I love also... The fact that we're mixing media, so we have live action with animation. Yes, I love that. Which adds another level of Mm -hmm. humor to it. Mm -hmm. Also, the main character, Lane, breaking the fourth wall. That is an additional added level of Mm -hmm. humor, which is just... um, hilarious to me and then on top of that it's real it's raunchy it is it is it is raunchy it's like something I was like, oh wait a minute wait a minute yes girl a couple they of times there i was not expecting it to be raunchy especially all that first episode baby i was clutching my proverbial girl proverbial i thought we were watching honey. hbo i'm like wait a minute but it's streaming it's online we could do this it is and, and i was really surprised because you know one of my criticisms about Will Packer in his films are that they're black films, mm-hmm. but are there are they black issues? Like I feel like the people could be interchanged oh, with yeah. white people. Yeah, you know and what I think saying? he does that on purpose. He does yeah, that he does to it. make he, it to global make it universal and com- commercial. Yeah, to say every yeah, I, I get, get it. it. Will yeah. I get it? I, and it's no problem. Understandable. I, yeah, we get it's it. It's fine with me. We got and it. So I just wasn't <laughs> expecting for um, bigger to be as black. Ooh, baby, it is baby. 
<laughs> Y'all, so, that first episode yeah. had me cracking up. Same. That first episode uh, brings you in. And this is why, you know, I have the rule where I need to watch three, three episodes, episodes. Yep. in order for me to determine if I want to continue watching a, a, a series. Mm-hmm. That first episode brings you in because usually pilots are not good. Yeah, that's true. They're because, not good. you know, sometimes in pilots, they're changing characters. They're trying to test out to right. see who works here. And sometimes pilots can be done years, years prior ago. before the yeah. show is picked up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, but this one, <laughs> baby. if you watch this first pilot and you don't want to watch, like, binge the rest of them. Right. There's something wrong. With, like, you don't, you just don't, I, I don't know where you're at. You have to get on bigger. Like, yeah. you got to get into this show. And I also love, like, the topics that we, that they bring up, um, like, uh, gentrification. Mm-hmm. And not only um, how and white real, people bring Real up, conversations that you would have in those situations. Yeah. Not only how white people contribute to gentrification, but how really gentrification is a class issue. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can be a black person yeah. contributing to gentrification. Because yeah. I know people who um, who have moved into gentrified neighborhoods. Same. or and And live in, like... High rise apartments or, or you million know, dollar homes. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, it's a class issue. And why would it not be if you are college educated, you're doing well in your career, mm-hmm. and now you can afford these type of things? You also want that same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it almost kind of questions or it should make you question like, when, what role do you play in gentrification and what mm-hmm. role does your race? Yeah. And your responsibility to your mm-hmm. race play into that. So that was interesting to me. Um, also, we talked about, um, or they kind of talk about, well, that's not kind of, they do code switching at work. Oh, definitely. <laughs> For sure. Because Dion, he's an a, a accountant or an auditor or something. He works in finance. He's only one he's working in corporate America. One. He's yeah. bored. He hates that he has to code switch. Right. So when he gets around his friends. He does it very well, though. He does. He gets around his friends and he's like, nigga, nigga, you know. And then, <laughs> you know, he went to this. I'm not going to spoil it, but. Too much. Because he wants you to watch. But like the IP, like, I don't know. Like, I- I'm not a beer drinker. <laughs> so when he did that, he was like, oh, yeah, order me the IP, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. He knows his beers. But then he's when the, when the girl's sisters came in. He was what like, did that he say? Cognac. Yeah, the cognac. Let me get that Hennessy. <laughs> and then I got, the bartender was like, I thought you wanted the IPA. He was like, no, I want the cognac. <laughs> It was hilarious. Uh, it was so it funny. It was hilarious. Funny on so many different levels. And the friend who's into social media. Yes. Okay, so I love the fact that, okay, so I'm not really into the social media thing. I'm not into the influencer thing. I don't know any influencers. However, right. it is a real thing, a real yes. job. Yes. And I love the fact how that character, she commits. Like, she <laughs> is an influencer. That is yes. her job. That's what she does. Yes. And she's going to do it and switch and go with the trends mm-hmm. as much as possible. And I see some of my favorite YouTubers doing that yes. stuff. And I just crack up laughing because I'm just like, this is what you guys have to do to stay current. Yeah, but you know it is what it is, and she commit like the character is committed to that. Yeah, that's her job. She wants to be a social media. I mean, again, I'm not going to give too much about what happened with her, the backstory of her yeah, character, no. but mm-hmm. she is a social media influencer. Yeah. That's her um, chosen career path, mm-hmm. and so it's funny to just see the um, antics that she does in mm-hmm. order to. Um, 
because she has the followers, she doesn't have the engagement. So she she's and on that's the, the and I love the fact that they, <laughs> they said that because I that is a key thing. You can have all the followers you want, but if that right. engagement is not within the demographic or to the to the age that the sponsor Sponsors. is looking mm-hmm. for, you're not going to get the money. And you right. need that's like you can you know, is that generating dollar signs for you at the end of the day? Right. And they touched on that and I loved it. Yeah. I mean you guys, I I I want y'all. To, you gotta watch. To watch guys. this show it's really is it's a it's it's hilarious. Like I said, we they talk about all these topics. Mm-hmm. Then it's also just hilarious to watch. You know, the main character get digmatized and, and um, you know, Did like I ever? said, these are all things. It's funny to me because I can relate to them. I'm like, oh, same. Oh, been Definitely. there. Oh, yeah. no, people who are like that. Right. Mm-hmm. This happened to me. Um, like I said to me is refreshing because I guess I'm quote unquote a millennial by the, the years Mm -hmm. um, that they lump millennials in, but I'm also not um, a generation. What do they call these new ones? X, Y, Z ers I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. These new kids. Yeah. These young, young kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's not often that you see a, um, comedy that caters to those people who are in the middle mm-hmm. people who are n- no kids mm-hmm. you, know, yeah. you know if it's some if it's a no family, desire for children at the moment like none right. of them doesn't seem like it right there hasn't been a topic Mm-mm. of conversation you know it's either these people are married and they have kids and they're navigating that mm-hmm. or they're like really young and navigating their 20s and right i'm out of that i've done that right and now, like we're in this this zone, in here. the '30s, you this you have a euphoria. whole another group of problems yeah. that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm 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 thrilled at Felicia and what she's created. Absolutely, it's absolutely, very good work. And I'm pretty sure this will get a season two. Oh, for shit, better, yeah, for sure. It's, like it's I hilarious, said, you guys. It's on BET Plus. Mm-hmm. There's no way this could be on BET. No, the plus. <laughs> it's the plus. 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 But I I also want to say, like, from our interview with Felicia, Mm -hmm. something that struck me and I noticed that the main character, um, she worked in her career for about 10 years and then she switched lanes and paths, which is what she did and which is what Felicia actually did in her real life. And during our interview, um, we specifically asked her um, what how was her transition into Mm -hmm. the current role that she's in Mm -hmm. or how does she do that and that's similar to the main character and we talked about her writing style does she write similar to her life Mm -hmm. and that's something that i found Mm -hmm. that that one key jewel with the main character and felicia had in common was a 10 year and transferring over to a new career and doing something different so i thought that was really dope yeah because the main character lane she worked in corporate Mm -hmm. we don't know exactly what she did in corporate but Mm -hmm. Um, she left her corporate role to open up a vintage shop. Mm-hmm. And so we see her struggling um, to embark upon a new career. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do that in your 30s, yeah. you know, mid-level of your career, it, you pretty much have to start from the bottom. Oh, for and sure. you're going to struggle like you did for the 20s. Yes. Um, so it's 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 an interesting concept. But you're, you're absolutely right. Felicia mm-hmm. um, did do a career switch mm-hmm. in her life. And she became a writer. And, and we love it. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Her. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, make sure you check out Bigger you on to, yes. BET+. Um, we're big fans of it. 
Mm-hmm. Congratulations again, Felicia. Absolutely. We're huge fans of you, period. Mm-hmm. And, um, hopefully we can get you back on the show Absolutely. to talk about. Yeah, bigger. talk about the success of the show and the feedback that she's getting yeah. and possibly maybe some tidbits of season two. I hope so. And, and, and I just crossed. want to put this out because I haven't been seeing a lot of since BET plus dropped i haven't been seeing a lot of buzz about people seeing if they like it or Same. if they're watching me neither the first wives clubs which mm-hmm. we will do on spoiler Baby. alert next week yep um <sighs> so good so we will talk about first wives club but mm-hmm. as of right now first wives club and bigger are there two original programming mm-hmm that is on this platform yes and i haven't really been seeing a lot of buzz about it i have not either nor any reviews as i was doing my research on the characters and stuff not a lot of reviews so i want you guys to go out watch this show yes please support let us you know will not be disappointed i know all. you know getting another app is not the tea honey but your first seven days are free the first seven days are free and i um just you know i have amazon prime Mm -hmm. and so what i do is i just add that channel to my amazon i don't even have an app bet plus app i just have the bet plus channel okay amazon but you okay let me say this too also so i was not able to add the bet plus app on my um what is my television? A smart TV. My mm, smart TV. Okay, yes, that makes so sense. So you can do that. So you have to, I had to download the app on my phone and just beam it and to my TV it. from my bedroom, not my smart TV. I couldn't even cast it there. So I had a Chromecast in the bedroom, so that's how I'm able to do that. So it's a little, yeah. Um, yeah. The app's not on in certain places, but you can download it, download it to your phone and get it there also. Right, okay. Yes. So that's two options for mm-hmm. you to, to catch bigger. Mm-hmm. Um like Antoinette said, you do get a seven-day free trial. Yes. That's enough for you to watch at least five, Four or five episodes, episodes yeah. of Yeah, <laughs> I've only done three so far, only because those are the first three that were available, and I haven't had time to go back. But I am so eager to go back and watch the rest yeah. of it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for y'all today. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Antoinette? Um, the only other show that I wanted to plug, guys, was AMC, which oh, yeah. is the American movie classic show <laughs> or channel, shall I say. It's very interesting that they have this new content that they're doing. Why? Because, you know, a lot of shows are on AMC, like The Walking Dead, The Fear of the Walking Dead, Preacher. Well, yeah, but it's not a lot of black content, like black focused shows. At least I, I'm not familiar with any of their black focused shows on there, like specifically like all black cast and like um, black stories. Mm. I feel like it's a new division in which they're, they're leaning towards. Okay. So what they got? Um, so they have a new show uh, produced by um, black thought and quest love mm, okay, um, from the okay, roots yes. mm-hmm. called hip hop and the songs that shook America. It premieres October 13th um, in the first show up, which is currently available on their website yes. or on, you can download it on any streaming app is Kanye West and they they break down the song Jesus Walks yeah I saw that and um you know the process of it that it took to make the show I mean the the song and that backstory so I was interested because they are also going to talk about Queen Latifah they're Mm. going to talk about my boo Kendrick Lamar and his song so I'm really interested to watch this um and John Ledge is involved I believe he's an executive producer Mm. on it but um yeah, it looks like a really good show. Um okay. so yeah. So that premieres October thirteenth. Yes. At twelve AM. So 12 midnight. AMC. Midnight. So make sure you watch it if you're a hip hop head. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, yeah. I also found the Kanye West 
premiere episode to be um, interesting. Same. Even though Kanye West is not on a list of people that I like at the moment. Mm. Um, well, that's another podcast. Yeah, that another is another. Day. However, <laughs> um, I was interested in finding out how the song was created. But I do have a question for you, mm-hmm. Brittany. Did you see, did they ever say that Kanye West actually paid the choir um, <laughs> that actually did the vocals for that song? Because that guy specifically said we did not get paid for he did. that sample. And he we did. didn't even know that Kanye West was going to use it. He did. He did make a comment saying that. Um, I found that very like. When light. he Ooh. heard their voices on it, the first thing he did was to call his lawyer. <laughs> he did. Now, I, <laughs> girl, I, I find it interesting that the producers even let, let that, that in. sound bite stay in. But yeah. I don't know. It don't <laughs> like, did look I miss like something? It. Did they? It, it don't like, look did I like see it. that right? Okay, yeah, I did. All right. Yeah, yeah, it don't I thought like that was it. funny. I mean, maybe he dropped them off some money for some licensing. I don't know. Maybe. Who maybe knows? he's going to invite him to his mega church. You know what? And on that note, you guys, <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, you can catch us. Leave us comments anytime on our social media mm-hmm. platforms, profiles at Black and Behind the Scenes. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, we're on Instagram. As usual, you will hear up-to-date, relevant um, industry news. Mm-hmm. And um, what else is on there? Um, one other. We just I just launched our YouTube page. Oh, yes, so, because yeah. we just recently did mm-hmm. an interview. It's a video interview yes. with Cadell. Mm-hmm. He is a filmmaker yes. and he has a movie out called Four Points. Yes. Um, so we encourage you guys to also look at that interview. It's mm-hmm. also on YouTube. Yes. Um, and, and check out his film. We talk about his writing process, which yes. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how he developed his film, mm-hmm. which is also a very interesting um, process. Short yeah. film. And yeah, great short film. So um, check that out. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and also on our social media feed, you can find links to that as mm-hmm. well. Um, anything else? I know that's it, Brittany. Um, that's a wrap. Um, right. So, guys, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time. Um, as always, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. See ya.